Listen very closely. Hakuna Matata. Does that sound vaguely familiar? It's the line from The Lion King, right? You know, when uh, um, Simba runs away and he ends up with, uh, with um, the warthog and the, uh, the meerkat, uh, uh, Pumbaa and Timon, um, they teach him this, this ditty, uh, Hakuna Matata. You know, basically, it means no worries for the rest of your days. You know, it's our problem-free philosophy. And basically, it's a philosophy that says, you know, you know eh, whatever, it's kind of in the moment and, and uh, just live for whatever is happening right now. But how does Hakuna Matata actually work out for Simba? He, he, he kind of becomes a big, lazy bum, doesn't he? Am I the only one here that's seen this movie? I know it's a time change, but it's a little bit painful. You know, I, I, I've commented a couple times. I think I'd vote for the devil himself if he'd get rid of the time change things. But, uh, you know, it, it's a little hard. Yeah, but he, Simba kind of becomes a, a bum. He, he's certainly not the prince or, or the king that he should be. And here's where Rafiki, the, the baboon, you remember? for the picture, the one that's holding up the, the cub at the beginning, he shows up in the storyline again. And, and maybe you remember the scene. He gets Simba to chase him. And, and as he's having a conversation with him, he takes his staff and whacks him in the head. And the conversation goes something like this. Why'd you do that? Do what? Hit me in the head. It's in the past. But it hurt. To which Rafiki wisely replies, yes, the past can hurt, but you can either run from it or learn from it. Our Old Testament lesson today has an old, wise man, not a baboon, who's got a walking stick that he did some whacking with in his time, Moses. And he's telling Israel, to remember their past. The whole book of Deuteronomy is kind of that little bit of that tap on the head to say, remember. Remember who you are. Remember where you came from. Remember your past. Because they're getting ready to enter into the promised land. And he wants to put them on a solid foundation. And so he tells them, you know, when you get into that promised land, you're, you're going to have all these wonderful things and you should give thanks. And you know why? Because your father was a wandering Aramean. He's talking about Abraham, that he was a man who had no land. He had nothing. And all of a sudden, God gave him everything. He gave him a promised land. He, he gave him a, a promised purpose for the future, that all generations would be blessed through him. And they're part of that blessing that God was bringing on the world. And then by reminding him of, of Abraham, he reminds him by extension of Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And he reminds them, you went down into Egypt, small in number, and God turned you into a mighty nation. But the Egyptians enslaved the Israelites, didn't they? And that was an important part of their story. He's reminding, reminding, reminding. Because 
even though they were enslaved in Egypt and they had had this dark part of their history. There's more to the story. And one of the things that you have to kind of keep in, in mind here is Deuteronomy is written like 40 years after the Exodus. Can you remember what you were doing 40 years ago? I was six. You know, I mean, so, so you have people standing there in front of Moses. They don't remember. They didn't experience the plagues. The amazing things that God did to save his people. How he rescued them with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. They, 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 they didn't have that firsthand experience of his salvation. Of the freedom where they had been slaves and now all of a sudden... They're free. Their forefathers passed through the Red Sea. The women danced on the other side of the sea to celebrate God's salvation. And most of the people that were standing there listening to Deuteronomy the first time, they weren't part of that group. And he's reminding them, remember where you came from. Remember that for these last 40 years, as you wandered through the wilderness... God took care of you. He provided for you. He gave you heavenly food. This, this manna. You remember that word, manna? I love that word. You know what it means? What is it? Literally, that's what it means. What is it? And for 40 years they ate. What is it? And God sustained them with this mysterious heavenly food. This, this is all they've known. And so Moses is looking at them and saying, who are you? You are the people that God took from nothing. People he chose purely, purely, solely, completely because he loved you. People who have been blessed beyond measure. And now he's going to, to fulfill this promise to bring you into this promised land. Promised Hundreds of years before to Abraham. And Moses says, when you get there, take some of those first fruits that you get. Put it in a basket and give it back to the Lord. It's just a way of saying thank you. Remembering who you are. Remember where you came from. Remember what God has done. And now here we are all these years later. This is a pretty far cry from, uh, from the promised land in terms of, you know, Palestine and Israel and it's the other side of the world. I think I'd rather live in Ohio, frankly. But think about your life. Where did you come from? What's your past? You see... As Moses is telling Israel their story, he's telling us our story, too. He, he, he comes at us from a slightly different direction. You know, we've not necessarily been enslaved physically the way, the way that the Israelites were. We weren't slaves to another nation, but we have been slaves. We've been slaves to sin driven by temptations and by desires that, that just sometimes they just absolutely overwhelm us, don't they? And Jesus came along 
a new and greater Moses. He came not as a, as a lawgiver, but as a savior. Kind of the way that Moses started out, to lead his people out of slavery. And in our gospel lesson today, we, we read about Jesus wrestling with the, the prince of the powers of this world. Wrestling with the, the devil on our behalf. One skirmish in our gospel reading. Because did you notice that at the end, it doesn't say that the devil left him. It was he left him for a more opportune time. And I think that we can be pretty clear that at least one of those opportune times was when Jesus hung on the cross to atone for our sins. Jesus saved you with outstretched arms. He brought his salvation into your life. This is who you are. You are people who passed through the waters. Not the waters of the Red Sea, but the waters of baptism. Where that old sinful nature was drowned and died. And a new person came to life in Christ. You've been fed with heavenly food. I mean, talk about what is it. Here we come up here and we receive bread and wine. And we say this is Jesus' body and blood. You know why we say that? Because Jesus said it is. How? I don't know. It looks like bread. It tastes like bread. It tastes like wine. What is it? Jesus says, this is my body. It is my blood. How could that be? I'm not God. I don't know. But here you are. You've been fed 40, 50, 60, 70 years on this heavenly food. And God has tended to you, leading you through this world. And God spoke to you of a promised land. The same way that Moses stands on the edge of the promised land as you're about to go in, he has promised you a new heavens, new earth, a new body, a resurrection from the dead. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come again to take you to be with me, that where I am, you may be also. And how should you respond to that? I, I, I think Moses gives some pretty good response, pretty good advice here. And you shall rejoice in all the good the Lord your God has given you and to your house, you and the Levite and the sojourner who is among you. It's Lent. This is my message for you today. Rejoice. You're standing at the edge of the promised land. You know, 40 years in the wilderness. Jesus spends 40 days in the wilderness being tempted. How long is Lent? 40 days. It doesn't count Sundays, by the way. So if you look at a calendar, Sundays are always Easter. We have these 40 days that, that we're walking through. And what's the purpose of all of this? To remember who you are. Remember where you came from. 
Yeah, remember the pain, the sorrow, the sin, the disappointment. And remember the salvation, the love, the hope, the sacrifice that was made on your behalf. Remember the joy, the joy that will be given. Because that joy has invaded our life now. The joy of the, of the promised land, the joy of the resurrection is yours even now. And, and it, 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 it creeps in in these beautiful moments. Moments where there's often sorrow, often pain, but we can look ahead and say, oh, but what God has in store for us is so wonderful, it's so beautiful. As we remember God's blessings and we receive his gifts. Amen.